Hi, I'm Karen Osborne, and this is Living in the Sandwich Zone, a place where each week we talk all things parenting, caregiving, juggling life, and reclaiming joy. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of my real life audio journal of reflection, introspection, transformation, and then some, otherwise known as living in the sandwich zone. (laughs) I wasn't sure I was going to hop on to do an episode this week. And actually, as I turned on my mic... If you've listened for a while, you've heard me talk about my friends. Every little group sort of has a different name. The Lark friends are my my BIPOC fierce self-compassion friends. And my roommates from college are my keg friends, Karen, Emily, Grace. And so when I turned on the microphone and I was about to start talking about my thoughts, tonight... The G of keg, Grace called me. And so we started a conversation. And ultimately, what you get to hear pretty much is an edited version of my side of that conversation. (laughs) Grace was in my ear um, on an earbud. And my recording just kept recording. So this week, you get to hear me catching up with my college roomie from UCLA and talking all things retirement and yeah so let's just dive right in shall we I was talking last week in the podcast about grieving you know grieving this this is a a loss to me about walking away from my career that hasn't panned out the way I thought it would and leaves me with a lot of bitter, sweet, but a lot of bitter um, memories and feelings. And I know that this isn't how I scripted it in my head. This isn't how it was supposed to pan out. And I just, I've been sitting with those feelings all week long and this whole thing about about wrapping up a nearly three decade long career and changing lanes right you know and it's funny I was I was thinking about the word re retirement (laughs) and it's so funny because it's like you work and you get tired and then you leave and you get (laughs) retired my gosh but and I was like yeah so I'm like I think I need to just bail on that word and just go with I'm changing lanes I'm changing lanes on the freeway of life and uh yeah so it's a lot though but uh, yeah I am I'm feeling under the weather and I think it is probably the culmination of everything that's surging and I haven't talked about it and I you know have been holding a lot in myself um, just about, you know, me choosing to leave and walk away now. 
solely because I can't do the work. I can't support my kid the way I want to support my kid. And it's, it's literally, I think, shaving years off of my life to stay. And that's sad to me. That's, that's just, it's just sad. (laughs) There's so much sadness. And now it's interesting. So I'm, now I'm feeling sick 10 days out, you know, from my retirement date, you know, today's, as I sit here, it's November 7th, the 17th is my last day. And I don't know, my body is just giving out. My body is just like enough already, enough. You know, it's like the adrenaline crash where if like even even back in college, I would take my finals and I'd power through and then I would get sick. And I would do a big trial later in my career. I would power through and then I would get sick. So I feel like my body is just like, it's just like a little mutiny. You know, it's like my body is just saying, I'm done. I'm done. After all these years, I am just done. And I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I feel like I am beyond running on fumes. It's really hard. (sighs) There's so much I have to do that I can't relax enough to just unplug and lay down and recharge. So I feel like I just got to grit and grind until I'm done and try to get this work done in the way that I feel like is good enough um and good enough is never good enough for me (laughs) so it's a tough standard that i hold for myself and and i feel like physically incapable of meeting the standard that i want to and that's really hard i think when i think about retirement i said it to my therapist today i said i think my fear is i have conditioned myself to busy myself through life. And my fear is that once this big chunk of work is extracted from my schedule, that I'm going to busy myself and not decompress like I really feel like I need to in order to preserve my life, like literally preserve my well-being, my life, my health. And I think that's a little scary. I I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to launch into anything soon. I mean, there are things that I, that are percolating. There's no doubt that things are percolating. And I really feel like I really f- have gotten some clarity on sort of saying goodbye to the career, but saying hello to the calling, because I feel like, I feel like talking about my journey is part of my soul calling on this earth. And I was in a meeting this week where I had shared something last week and somebody, somebody like literally said that I had basically flipped their switch and, you know, was the catalyst for a healing in their life. And, and so I feel like, I feel like 
I don't know. I need to talk to my friend Grace Belangia about getting me a TED talk. <laughs> oh, but I do. I do. I feel like sharing this journey, all of it, like not just the mental health stuff, not just the caregiving stuff, but this transition within myself to choose myself, to choose myself. I, I said it today that I have spent my entire career for sure, but life, I would say, doing for other people and showing up for other people consistently in ways where, you know, I take the reins and do the thing and show up in a way that is so reliable. And now I want to, in this next chapter, do that for myself, to show up for myself in a way where I know I'm not going to let myself down. You know, how many times, you know, how many times I sideline stuff for my own well-being because it's like somebody else's need arises. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go to the gym. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to. Oh, and see, even Baxter knows he's whimpering again because he's he's like, it's so true. It's so true. But yeah, I mean, I have time after time after time sidelined things that I know would be good for me in the best interest of somebody else. And I want to shift that. I want to change that story, that pattern, that habit, and start showing up for myself the way that I show up for others. You know, I don't share a lot of stuff on the podcast. I share a lot of stuff, but I really don't share a lot, a lot of stuff. Like when I think about this decision to retire and all that went into this decision, I mean, only the really close, close, close people know all that's gone down. Like I, I would just suffice it to say that things have been so hard from March until now that I realized with crystal clarity that what I was doing was so unsustainable and so detrimental to my own health that I had to do something drastic. And that I think, like there are a lot of things that I'm not gonna podcast about, at least not in real time, because it's been brutal. It's been brutal for me. It's been brutal for my family. It's been brutal for my kid, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, oh, I, I didn't want to go out like this. And, you know, when I started this podcast, I remember that first I did, I did an Instagram live early, early on just to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone. And, you know, I was talking about modeling for my kids, like, not idling in discontent in your life. And I realize more and more as I look back that it was me that I was talking to as much as or more than my kids. Yeah, I definitely, 
yeah, I don't want to be that do as I say, not as I do kind of parent. I want to, I want to be a righteous example to my kids. Like if you are in a situation that is unsustainable, that is really depleting you in ways that are so severe, that's not the way life is supposed to be. That is not, we're not supposed to endure this thing called life. We are supposed to, we are supposed to enjoy it. We are supposed to thrive and, and see every time, every time I say something really remarkable, Baxter just chimes in with his two cents. <laughs> oh, for the love of all that's good and holy. Small dog, small dog, don't you see? Oh, yes, the other dog is being quiet. The other, the other dog said, oh, mommy's recording a podcast. <laughs> it's time for silence. <laughs> you gotta just keep a sense of humor. Because Lord knows if I didn't have that, I would really be up a creek. Anyway, as I am approaching this whole retirement thing and, and thinking about perspective, you know, I've been really focused on the bitter moments of like the things that have happened in the last, you know, decade that have soured me on this career that I have thrown myself into like full throttle. And so as I'm about to wind it up, I think there's so much resentment about that. And I see it and I recognize it. And one of the things when I joined Sherry Salata's support system, my little online women's transformation group, I had a conversation about wanting to switch gears career wise. And I went down the rabbit hole of kind of like all of these resentments and laments. And, and Sherry said to me, you know, I said, I said something about, you know, being in the pit of despair. And Sherry said, you know, Karen, you can't create the life of your dreams from the pit of despair. You can't get there from there. And you have to focus on appreciation, the gratitude, like the good things about your job and your career and all this stuff. And then I, I went full throttle tilt the other way, where it's just like brainstorming all of the things that I was grateful for. Like I was grateful for the fact that I was assigned so close to home when my kids were little and I was able to go home and nurse Zach and go back to, to work, you know, like, and I, I brainstormed like a whole laundry list of stuff, but I took it on like as a must do, like I was grinding it, you know, I was just like, Oh, let me think of what else I could be grateful for about this job. <laughs> and then I, you know, and then it was, it was again, Sherry's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't thinking about so much you doing it like a task order list. And, and so then I was like, okay, yeah, I need to dial down this must do thing. And, and I, I realized that my perspective, like, I'm catching myself sooner when I look at a situation and I am 
about to go into a place of resentment or upset. And there's that little pause that I now have where it's like, I have a choice here. Like, for example, I was in Trader Joe's the other day and I got my little basket in Trader Joe's and you know how they have the little cart space where your little toddler's legs would fit through. There's that little flap and the little flap you put up if there's no kid in the cart and then it prevents your groceries from falling through or whatever. Well, I didn't put the flap up because I was just by myself and I'm, you know, strolling through Trader Joe's. So I get to the checkout counter and the checker, the overly friendly <laughs> Trader Joe checker is like, oh, do you have a bag? And I was like, yeah, it's under this stuff. She's like, oh, get the bag out. And instead of like gingerly removing items to get to the bag, she just pulled the bag out of the little toddler compartment and a, like my avocados fell to the floor through the hole. My cheese fell to the floor through the hole. I was so poised to just get so irritated. She then said to me, oh, you need to put the flap up. And I was like, well, if you had just taken time to take things out methodically, you know, so I was like, okay. And then I, then, so it was, it was like a, a natural pause that the universe gave me. Cause I was like, I'm not going to take those avocados now. I'm going to go back and get some undropped, unbruised avocados. And as I was going back to get the avocados, I thought to myself, cause it was like me on the verge of really going full tilt snarky. And then I was like, well, what's that going to do for me? What's, what's it going to do for me to stir that pot, that snark pot? And so, so when I got back from picking up my new avocados, I went back in line and she said something like, oh, sorry about that. I was like, no problem. No worries. And I checked out. And let me tell you, I was so giddy with delight that I had chosen not to spiral. And it made me think about work. It made me think about, I, I really want to not spiral focusing on all the negative stuff that could sour my departure and really start focusing and celebrating and basking in the beautiful people, the wonderful colleagues, the, you know, clients who 20 years later, you know, have reached out and told me how I've changed their life. You know, all the, the really good stuff. Like I got a beautiful text today from a friend of mine that I worked in Pomona Juvenile with way back when. And, you know, it was like, oh, I'm always going to smile when I think of you. All our walks during lunch. And, you know, it was just like, it was a beautiful thing. And I want more of that. I want more of that. I recognize this whole choice thing. And in any given situation that I have the power to choose how I'm going to react. And I see the wiring, the old wiring that I'm trying to dismantle of getting irritated, like, you know, with 
someone on the road or the checker at Trader Joe's or whatever. And it's like, I don't want more of that energy in my life. I just really don't. So, so I'm, I'm trying to implement a new perspective when it comes to, you know, just looking at the end, the last, the last few days of this nearly 30 year career. Yeah, I, I definitely want, I definitely want to be in that posture where I'm looking for the blessings, where I'm looking for the gratitude moments, where I'm really aiming to focus my energy there. Because it's, you know, it's like, what's the saying, right? Where your your attention goes, your energy flows, and I think you you get what you look for. And if I'm looking for things to be pissed off about, I'm going to find that. And if I'm looking for things to celebrate and be appreciative of, I'm going to find that too. So there you have it, friends. That's, like I said, an edited version of my conversation with my roommate, Grace. We talked for nearly an hour, so I had to really distill it down to the podcastable portions. (laughs) So that's what you got this week. And I think what for me has been happening this last week is I have been sitting with all the feelings, the myriad of feelings that have come up for me as I am about to embark on this major life transition. And I think one thing that I have learned over the last several years is to feel my feelings and allow them to come up and be with them and not resist them. And that was something I learned from one of the other groups. I've joined so many groups, (laughs) but at the beginning of the pandemic, I found the Mindful Living Collective, which was founded and started by Dr. Elisha Goldstein. And one of the things that Elisha would regularly recite was a poem by Rumi entitled The Guest House. And that poem really impacted me. It was a a really big lesson for me. I think that as I heard it over and over again, it just drove home to me that There aren't any bad emotions. Our emotions teach us things and they are meant to be felt. And by resisting feeling them, it actually creates suffering. And so to end this week, I'm just going to read Rumi's poem, The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, 
Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So that's what I've been doing, welcoming each new arrival. And there have been many. So until next week, y'all, take good care, be gentle with yourselves, and go out and do something that brings you joy. I'm Karen Osborne. Thanks for listening to this episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, and share it with a friend. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, one of the best ways you can support me is rating and reviewing the podcast there. You can follow me on Instagram at karen.e.osborne. That's O-S-B-O-R-N-E. Or if you want to become an insider, a club sandwich member, click the link in the show notes and join my private Facebook group. Until next time, remember to add yourself to your caregiving list. And take a moment today and do something that brings you joy.